Hey everybody, welcome to Tribe Talk. I'm your host, Coach Will, and today we have a special guest with us, Devon Barnes and from IMD Fitness, and we're going to be discussing resistance, everything related to resistance, resistance training, and a lot more. Um, thank you, Devon, for being on. How are you? How have you been? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm blessed to be here and have this conversation. As he said, again, my name is Devon Barnes with IMD Fitness. It stands for Impact Momentum Destiny. Um, and I'm just really excited to get started and be able to correlate some of the things that I've learned in my journey to a part of this conversation. Absolutely. So just to give some context, what is resistance training? Um, or what is resistance? Um, I'm going to give you a definition, but then I'm going to have Devon uh, give it to you basically from a, a trainer's perspective and why we do resistance training. But the, there's a couple of definitions I want you guys to keep in mind when you listen to this conversation about resistance. So resistance, one of the definitions is a refusal to accept or comply with something, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. The next one is the ability not to be affected by something especially something adversely. Um, and then lastly, resistance training, which is what we're, he's going to kind of go into, but increases muscle strength by making your muscles work against a weight or force. So with that definition, or those definitions, all right, now, Devon, why do we do resistance training? What is uh, Why is it important? And what are the benefits of it? Okay, so... One of the primary reasons we're going to do resistance training is to create functional strength in the body, right? We want to develop muscle tissue to build and grow it so that we can last longer as we get older. For people who don't know that uh, after age 30, every 10 years, you usually lose about 10% of the muscle mass on your body. So if you want to live longer, be healthier, be more active in your older and later years, that's one major component to it. Obviously, a ton of us use it to develop ourselves aesthetically. And then just to have, again, that physical strength to apply to your everyday life. Um, I, I definitely would say, given I do a lot of mechanic work on my car, so lifting in the gym has definitely applied to some of those things in my natural life and being able to handle those more more adequately. So we definitely want to make sure that we're developing ourselves on a strength component. Now, uh, there's one other area that I really pride myself in and I teach in my clientele is that uh, as you do a resistance training and you build muscle tissue, your resting metabolism increases. Uh, and as your resting metabolism increases, you're able to sustain a healthier heart rate, uh, more metabolic burn so that you can maintain healthy body fat percentage. Cholesterol is managed uh, more easily by having those things, um, I say, developed. So resistance training is really important to that. And increasing blood flow in the body by consistently doing resistance training actually will do everything from boost immune system. It helps with libido, obviously heart health, respiratory health even circulatory health so we're talking everything down to your vital organs and everything works at a higher capacity so the absorption of nutrients and so on yeah and i'm glad you said that because a lot of people when they think about like becoming healthier a lot of times i just want to lose weight right i just want to lose weight i want to get the shot off of me and then they they go with i'm just going to the treadmill I'll do some running or whatever. Just, I, just, I just want to lose this area right here, my little five or 10 pounds right here in my gut. And they don't think that resistance, especially when it comes to a lot of ladies, they have an aversion against doing a lot of resistance training because they believe that two weeks of doing resistance training, they're going to have muscles like She-Hulk or you know Bruce Banner and it'd be like muscular and scary looking. And they don't realize that resistance training is really what you need to do or at least incorporate 
to really get the look that you're looking for. A lot of women want this curvy look, this shapely look, and like you're not gonna get that for just getting on the treadmill or just getting on a stair stepper. Well, I mean, you're gonna burn some calories, yes. You might lose some fat, yes. But if you want that tone, that curvy look, a lot of it's gonna come with this resistance that some of you guys are, for lack of a better word, resisting to do. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to avoid it. And it's like, well, that's the very thing that's gonna build you the way you're looking for. And so how do you um, get them to overcome some of that that fear or how do you dispel those myths when you have clients that are talking about that and they're afraid to do the resistance training? Well, I, I express to people that we're here as we're developing an aesthetic anyway to develop your body composition, right? It's not just about fat loss because your body will break down muscle tissue as well if we're not active, if we're not doing the resistance training, right? So what ends up happening for many people is they tend to lose weight, but they lose muscle and body fat and they end up being a smaller version of their previous selves, right? They still have the body fat, that belly fat that can get rid of, for a lot of the ladies, the bra strap area that they struggle with, things of that nature, because they're not actually training to sculpt and shape the body. Also express to people that if you want a nice glutes, nice legs. Well, what is that made up of? Those are muscle fibers. We need mm-hmm. to grow them to create a shape to them so that you have great body composition. Um, I also assure them that for men who love to put on muscle, that it is not as easy as it sounds. Right. And we have the testosterone and the natural uh, hormonal levels to make that happen. For most women, I would tell them, for you to put on two pounds of muscle, would probably take you about three times as long as it would for me. And that would be me doing the resistance training, eating accordingly and so on. So the reality is the likelihood of you doing that is slim to nothing. Okay. I just make sure I give them as much information as possible, but I let them know that the resistance training is going to shape your body the way you want it to. And you're going to be stronger. And who doesn't want to be strong? Right. I mean, everybody wants to be stronger. At least that's the goal, right? I mean, I think... When we think of health and, and and nutrition and fitness, a lot of them always think of a certain shape and size, but you know, ultimately you want to be able to be stronger. Like I always tell them like you should be able to be, be able to lift uh, lift yourself or at least lift weight, carry weight, be able to get yourself off the floor, things like that. Those are actually things that are functional that everyone should be able to do. And part of that comes with increasing your strength. So if you're not able to, to you know have that strength to do so then it's going to be definitely hard and you're not going to be able to build that strength unless you're going against a force against something else preventing you from doing that and uh likewise like i said we're we're paralleling this to life so i know you mentioned some things happening over the last couple of years we both were talking about some things just being changing uh this that's occurred in our lives to kind of uh help you know shape us in a certain way um I know for a lot of people, the pandemic has been that that resistance for a lot of people. Um, it's, a, it's it's forced them to kind of deal with some pressure or some some stress, some opposition in their life that they probably wouldn't have to deal with if the the pandemic didn't come. Um, can you speak to something that's been able to kind of build that resistance for you, or been that resistance for you to build you in a certain way, develop you in a certain way? Right. So I don't want to get to, uh, I guess, morbid with this, but uh, in 2020, uh, obviously I'm a trainer, so on, on a more surface level thing, the gyms were closing down, so I had to find other means of making money to provide for me and my family and my children. Um, but in the midst of all that happening, 
um, I lost my grandmother in March, my mother in October, and my little brother in December. And in facing those situations, I actually had the opportunity to gauge a few different things about myself. One, it was being able to handle stressful circumstances while still having to provide and be present for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me being selfless and learning some discipline in that, that my feelings did not have to always dictate what I was capable of doing in that moment. Um, and then I also learned that relationships are valuable, but that brought two two aspects to that to that statement. One was that don't waste opportunities while you have them here. Prioritize the people in your life that value and prioritize you. Um, and in light of that, it allowed me to start setting more boundaries whenever people were overstepping in some of these relationships because I had to understand that I needed to have the energy and the emotional capacity to still provide to those who were giving back to me, right? Or even to complete ministry because if I was too caught up in how I was feeling because I was dealing with all the wrong people, when the opportunity came to, uh, to, to share the love of Christ with another person, I was fatigued before I started, wow. you know? So having to learn how to compartmentalize and to pay attention to where does God want me to place my energy in this moment? Mm-hmm. And then how can I recharge, say, when I don't have all the support from the other people? Because granted, a lot of my family was going through what I was going through and I lost it. So leaning back on God and understanding where he played the most pivotal role in my recharge um, and what that has done for me as well as allowed me to share that with other people and say, hey, you have relationships, you have friendships, you have families, family members that you're trying to interact with. How are you managing that, like specifically, and how important that is to you being able to further your purpose as well as be present to play your role to support other people in theirs? Um, and doing that while still staying centered in God's word and prioritizing, say, your spouse, your children first mm-hmm. under him before you start exhausting yourself elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So to say the least, it was it was a re- it was an absurd amount of resistance that as I've now moved on since over the past two years has created a systematic ease in dealing with everyday situations. Amen. Amen to that. I think, I think that's the overall goal, right? For mm-hmm. the training is that what you were saying before, growth, right? Getting stronger. And we don't know sometimes, or we don't get to pick and choose sometimes the the, the exercise that will build that resistance so that, that's, that we have to go against. Like, I think a lot of times... Like, you know, we have this preconceived notion like life is going to happen this way and this is going to happen that way and I'll be successful here. But we don't always know the path that we have to take or the resistance that's going to be placed on us in order to build that. And I think if we did know, we probably would try to avoid it. Like if there was exercise, I would try to avoid. They said, I don't have to do this, but I want to build muscle this way. I would probably try to avoid it. But then he's like, hey, you may not want to do this exercise, but this is the only way you're going to grow that particular muscle you're trying to grow. And I, and I love the fact that life, more specifically, since we're, we're, we're talking on that level, 
God will will pick and choose certain things to exercise that and will use that as resistance for us to exercise those muscles that we would not develop normally on our own if we had a choice to do it. We would try to avoid it. You know? Well, right. Because, well, we're both trainers. We're both coaches. And so what do we do? We look at our client, we look at our, our player or whoever, and we go, hey, you have some weaknesses. And so that they're not exploited whenever it's game time, whenever it's time for you to actually need to use them, I'm going to actually create your workout program. You don't create your own. So for the sake of this uh, this analogy, God is the coach. God is the trainer. And he's going, you don't even see where you have weaknesses because, you know, according to scripture, in our weakness, he's made strong. But let me show you where you need to continue to develop. You know, and, and in my specific case, it was a matter of, let me show you how I can turn around what was meant for your bad and make it for your good. These things happened, but this is how we can turn that situation around. And it shifts your perspective on everything, but the coach sees things you don't see. Absolutely. And that's why you have to depend on the coach to provide you with the proper workout regimen to get, you know, to get your life on track. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like um, just, like you said, there's times where even when you think you're handling the weight properly, or you think, well, you know what, I can lift this, but the coach might notice that, you know, the your positioning is a little wrong or your range of motion is not as, 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 as you know, good as it could be. And they'll point out those little cues or make you do it over. Like, why am I doing the same exercise over? I can lift this weight already. It's like, well, you're not lifting it properly. And although you might be lifting it, I know that it's going to be damaging to you over time if you don't adjust the way you're carrying it. Right. So Ooh, that's a really good one. So, so you'll <laughs> no, be like, you know what? I'm going to make you keep doing the same exercise again until you are doing it in the proper form so that you're carrying it properly so you don't injure yourself in a long time. So some of us are going around like, I'm strong enough, but you don't realize you you're, you have a degenerative uh, situation happening because of how you've been managing that weight this whole time. And so sometimes it has to stop you. Like, hey, rack the weight. This is how you're supposed to hold it. This is how you're supposed to. Where's your hands placed here? And then now let's do it again. And the funny thing is about it, you could be doing that same exercise for years. But if that coach points out that little thing you need to tweak and you do it, you're like, yeah, it does feel different. Like you notice it right away. And you're like, why did someone tell me this before? And it's like, he does that in situations too. You're like, I've been doing it this way my entire life. God, I know what I'm doing. And he's like, let me help you out here. Change your hand there, change your mindset there, and you're like, oh wow, okay, right. That did make you feel better. That did make more sense. Well, one of my biggest downfalls, I would say, uh, by the pick one, is that I could carry the weight of the world until I couldn't, mm. <laughs> and so I would get overloaded, and then I would shut down for a week, and nobody can get a hold to me. Nobody can ask me for anything. I don't have it today. You try to deal on your own, mm. and it was because I wasn't handling my own stress appropriately. I wasn't setting the proper boundaries. I wasn't doing that compartmentalizing that I had to learn because if you could imagine with everything that was happening, I was always on the cusp. My life was on a tightrope. My mental and emotional health was always on a teeterboard. It could be on or off with the slightest blow of the wind. And so with that, I had to get more precise about setting those boundaries, speaking up about what I need from the people in my life and being open about that so that everybody didn't think I was Superman, get that ego 
out of the way a little bit so that people could actually help me when I needed it. And then they wouldn't overstep where I was allowing them to in the past, mm. right? So now I can go through life and I can manage myself in such a way that I don't have to shut down, mm. right? But there was that tweak. It was that I've been doing this for years. I've been I've been the person in my family that everybody turns to. I've been the central cog and I felt I just got to keep trucking along when in reality, I actually need to take steps back mm. and go, hey, I need to do this differently. And I actually, everyone around me is benefiting from it too because I never have to go without helping. I can now manage it in such a way that when they call, I'm available, I'm capable. Mm. Yeah. So it's funny because like what you just said kind of touched on the previous episodes that we had, which was one was called rest and just understanding rest ranges in between your workouts. So like I'm going to lift the whole gym, but when are you taking the appropriate rest in between those lifts? so that you can be more effective the next lift. And like you just mentioned that basically by saying I'm able to, you know, kind of do that. But then the other one was uh, the last two episodes were called Spotters. And you're able to now give that burden to someone else sometimes. Not saying that you can't lift it, but the spotter is not always there to lift it for you. Sometimes it's just that it's just be that comfort just in case you feel like you can't. He's like, you know, I got you if you can't, but I'm going to push you. I know you can't. Like a good spotter is not going to lift the weight for you. He's going to just right. kind of guide the weight and let you do most of the lifting. And if there's a part where you are about to fail, then he can say, okay, I got you. But he's going to push you and let you kind of push it up. But, you know, you have that comfort that if it got too heavy, there's someone there for me. But they, they, they're going to let me allow me to lift it. And I think that's important, too. So you mentioned those two key principles, what you were saying. And it's like, that's great. And now to be here at the resistance part, it's like it all goes hand in hand. Like it's building something. And I like that because um, you don't want to get to a place where you at at the bench by yourself. You thought you could lift it. And then that, that, that weight is sitting on your neck and it's not going anywhere. Right. And you're like, help me help me you know and then no one's there to help you now because you push away the spotters i've seen that in the gym some guys like eagle lifted like now i'm a spotter i'm good and then two seconds later he's looking like somebody bailed me out and even with that even with with and it's kind of touching into the next episode but it's called failure what do you do when that weight sit on your neck have you put the clamps on it so you can't get the weight off or are you able to like slide and slide and get off in your racket like like what are you going to do in that situation so just just having that 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 knowledge and understanding that it's okay to get a spotter or to, t- to take a rest in the midst of doing that resistance because no one can lift it all all the time and that's a, a, a lesson in life that we all have to learn i think in our own way like sometimes you you know it and then but you try to pick it up anyway and keep carrying it because society a lot of times tells tells men especially and what we've heard growing up is like you gotta bear it all. You can't show your emotion. Right. You can't show that you're weak. You can't like I mean, this house where they wouldn't even let like grow up. They tell me I couldn't even dance around in a, in a party because mm-hmm. then they think you soft because you're dancing. Like, well, the music is good. I want to dance. I'm gonna dance. Then when ladies like, hey, you want to dance? You're like, no, I'm, I gotta stay on the wall. I look angry because there's oh, other dudes in gosh, here yes. looking at me. And if I start dancing, they think I'm soft and try to try me. So it's like all this stuff that you just put on you. Know, this weight you just keep carrying. And then you never really learn how to, like you said, have some emotional intelligence and just know how to to bear that weight when you're when it's happening, or even know who to go to to, to share that weight or, or release it. So you just you keep trying to carry, carry, carry this weight, and this resistance is getting heavy and heavier. And then you're like, at some point, you're gonna fail because you haven't 
and take an opportunity. I, I, have a, I have a great actually correlation to how the mindset of this did apply to somebody in the physical world. Let me, let me tell you this. So my best friend in the world, um, me and him had a bit of a falling out in December at his bodybuilding show in Florida. Uh, I don't want to get too much detail on that, but he was in the wrong for some things. And uh, we'd come to that conclusion, but he not he had not gone out of his way or, or even just within his way to kind of correct that. Now, me and him talked probably once or twice a week. Been my best friend since I was seven years old. Um, and be, while we were not talking, he made the decision to do flat bench press barbell after his bodybuilding competition. Lifting pretty heavy, I think pretty heavy, about 365, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And if we were if we were talking to each other, if he was able to depend on me or to break that cycle of that silence and have a conversation with me, I would have talked him out of it because we don't do that. For most bodybuilders, the flat bench is your you're going to tear a pec tendon guaranteed. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially when your uh, body is depleted post the bodybuilding show, you're supposed to ease in right. and he gets in and he ends up actually First rep's good, second rep looks easy. On a third rep, boom, tears his pack. Mm. It was because while he was going through psychological stressors or what's going on between me and him, he did not come back and talk to me. We did not bridge that gap. And so he was in there probably trying to de-stress doing the lift that he liked to do because we're both rooted in powerlifting. So flat bench is one of the three lifts mm-hmm. and injured himself and now is going to have to recover. And still in the midst of recovery for quite some time is going to be. But it's one of those things where we have to learn uh, again. Getting it's okay to need help. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to show a softer side. And it's actually better for you to depend Absolutely. on other people at times. Um, and so that's really that's something that I think he was learning simultaneously as I was learning some of it. Um, and I hate that it had to come to fruition in this way. He's a little bit more stubborn than I am on some of these factors, though. So, you know, your attention gets caught how it needs to. But that is literally how it ends up happening in life. We hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. And now, guess what? He can't lift for X amount of time. Uh-huh. And now we have to learn that. So instead of making those mistakes, be open to the process of learning from let's say this kind of a conversation, this kind of a podcast, so that people can look and go, okay, I see what I'm doing wrong, and to adjust accordingly. Yeah, and I mean, and that's and that's the overall vision of this. I think, and that's why I, I entitled the season the season lifting weights because I think everybody assumes it's gonna be just gonna talk about how to just go in the gym and just be throwing up iron, you know, grunting and posing and funny. But there's so many right. weights that we we have to bear. Um, in some ways we don't have to bear but just knowing how to do both how to put the weight down when we don't need to bear it and how to properly carry that weight when, we, when it's designed for us or it's, it's appointed for us to carry it so that we're not harming ourselves but more importantly we're not harming others because there are some weights that if you carry it incorrectly and you drop it you're actually dropping someone someone is that weight um, and mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not properly carrying that weight you damage someone else think about and that's when I think about that story I think about the nurse that was assigned to carry uh, Mephibosheth in the midst of the stuff that was going on and she was not assigned she did not do her assignment correctly and she dropped him 
And so he was the weight that she was designed to carry. She dropped him and he was crippled for the rest of his life. So who have we crippled because we didn't carry them properly as you know, the way that we was assigned to. So I think when we talk about lifting weights, it's not just people. I mean, it's not just weights on in a bench. It's not just our own stress. Who have you been assigned to carry that's a weight for you, that's a burden, that was given to you? And are you managing them properly? Are you carrying them properly? Are you lifting them properly? Or are you okay. dreading the responsibility? Are you lackluster in your, in, your, in your lifting? Are you not preparing yourself before you have to lift? Are you saying, hey, I need a spotter with them at this time? Hey, I don't know how to do this. This is becoming a little heavy for me. I may need some assistance. Or are you trying to ego lift them or, you know, just lackluster with it. And then you end up dropping and hurting them. And then now they're damaged because you didn't carry them properly. So I I didn't want it to be just about lifting weights because anybody could get on a podcast about how to lift weights. There's so many people talking about lifting iron and pumping iron and how to pose or how to grow your muscles in two weeks and how to do that. But if we're truly trying to make people, people well, then well is not just about how you look aesthetically. It's how you feel mentally, how how you deal with your, your your environment the people around you I think if we're truly going to be healthy we need to deal with it all three aspects mind body and spirit and I think mm-hmm. if we just limit to just the aesthetics then we're, we're leaving out the mind and a lot of times when we even talk about the mindset it's only in relation to how we live stuff right so it's like the mindset to do the you know the the, the the killer instinct and the, the everybody's an alpha and all of this but there's a point where you also have to be able to manage when you fail, when, you, when you're down, when it's too much. And if we don't talk enough about that, we're going to continue to have really strong, uh, physically strong people, but very mentally weak people. Right. We have to start to acknowledge it as a responsibility <clears throat> to ourselves and, as you mentioned, to people around us. And it does make us have to critically think about it uh, a lot more in depth. Like, who are you selecting to be your spotters? For example, I had a next girlfriend once who I was having a tough time, obviously, over these past couple of years. And uh, my brother was going through something specific and it was weighing heavy on my heart. And she noticed it and she kind of, and, and she connected with it. But then she was frustrated with me that she, that I supposedly put this on her. And I said, well, <laughs> Uh, that's the kind of support I may be needing. If that's not something that you're willing to do, then you can't hold a certain position in my life because I have a purpose that is going to be heavy sometimes. And it is a responsibility of mine to manage it well, and I will need support, but I can't invest my energy into you if the support's not going to be provided in return and being that other people in my life fall, who I know I have a responsibility to as well. Right, like the idea is that we have to be able to come together. My friend, or uh, my friend that I was just speaking on, part of the reason we this situation was so heavy was because you're one of my people, you're one of my spotters. Mm. Right now, what you've just done is you checked your phone in the middle of my set. Yeah, that's man, <laughs> you know, man, oh <laughs> like, man, do not do not please do don't do that. Listen, okay, listen. <laughs> And that that spotter thing is so is so 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 real because like there was this one time I've had two times, but I've had a good and a bad experience with a spotter. 
And the, I would talk about the bad one the first time. The dude did exactly that. Like, I was like, yo, I don't really ask for nobody in the spot because if, like, you know, I'll be uncomfortable. Some people just don't know how to do it properly. I don't need your, your junk all in my face. Like, bro, you gotta know how to do this properly. <laughs> so, usually, if I, if it's a situation like that, I'll just go to a Smith machine. I don't even care because I know if push comes to shove, I'm gonna get to that first level and just gonna get above off of it. But I asked this guy to spot me. And I'm like, you got me, bro? He's like, yeah, I got you. And then for the moment he took it off, the, how he was helping me with the, off the rack, I was like, this is going to be bad. So I got it. I'm going up behind side. I'm like, two more. I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to need him for that last one. This dude's phone goes off, and he's on his phone. Like, and I'm like, bro. And I'm sitting here struggling, D. I'm like, he's on his phone. I'm like, luckily, I'm the type of guy that I don't put I don't put clamps on. Right. So I just slid, slid, and then racked it. I was like, bro, just get away from me, yo. I was so heated. Like, don't even talk to me, <laughs> no, bro. For real. I want to fight you right now. You see me about to die. And then... Well, you did. That's how I was yeah. talking about She me about to die. It is that severe sometimes, and you need to have somebody present. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I can't afford... I can't afford to have you bail on me right now because on the flip side of that, when you need me to spot you, if I'm injured, how can I do that? Exactly. Exactly. You know? And then my, my, this guy is like, he was a heavens, he was heaven sent, the, the one guy. I was one morning, I wasn't ego lifted, but I thought I really had it. I thought I had it. And it wasn't even a lot of weight. It was my first time really doing like um incline bench. And I was like, I could, I could do this. I should be straight. I've been doing good the last couple of weeks. I think I'm ready to try this weight. And I, and as soon as I got it off easy, it went down and it wouldn't come up the second time. And I'm looking for help. Nobody's around. It was early. It was like three, four. It was like four o'clock in the morning. So there's not too many people in the gym anyway, except for the dedicated. So I'm like looking around and I, and I had messed up with the clamps on. That was the last time I put clamps on was that actual time. So I had the clamps on and I'm like, I can't get the off of me. And this dude, I guess he's been coming like the same time with me every morning. Me haven't spoken much, just give him like a little head nod. And he ran over and just saw me and pulled it up and racked it. He was like, I got you, brother. And I was like, I looked up at him like he was the best person in the world. Like, I love you, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. And he just started laughing. Yeah. I was like, bro, you don't understand how much I love you right now. Like, and that, and that, and I think that's what's fascinating sometimes too, where you can have, or it can be, it can be fascinating and also sometimes kind of sobering. You can have someone that's never met you see you in a situation and be discerning enough to spot you when someone that has been around you the entire time through everything drops the ball and you're like how is that possible and it could be very sobering also good it allows you to take an inventory of, of the people you surround yourself as and call your spotters like maybe i need to to uh, adjust my criteria for who's a spotter and maybe it's not about always being able to answer the phone when we go hang out but are you going to truly be discerning when i have this weight on me that i need off of me or are you going to be too absorb absorbing to yourself to really even care if i'm going through something well, right. If I call you, if I call you every week, and it's been a few weeks since we spoke, are you gonna reach out? Are you paying enough attention outside of yourself to to, to close that gap whenever I'm going through it? And especially when it's a parent. And this was again part of what I learned in my journey. It was like some people gotta go, and some of these other people have earned spots in my life where they deserve to be in a position where I'm also that for them. Absolutely. You know? 
And some of that was tough up front, but when I say, speaking of weights, it was a load off and I realized I was carrying these people that were only burdened and only baggage and not doing anything for me or for themselves. Um, it, it, it was, again, it was sobering, it was refreshing, and it was like all this time, I thought I was doing a good thing in my Superman complex, trying to do everything for everybody. And some people didn't need it. They didn't deserve it. And they honestly, and they didn't want to do anything in return for anybody else. And those people, I'm going to pray for you and I love you, you know, yeah. but you can't be my spot. Absolutely. You can be in the gym with me. I see you around. If you're right. struggling, I might come by and pick that weight up off of you, but you can't be my spot. Right. Yeah. And and you, you learn to put them in a different in the role that I guess they're supposed to be in. Like you, you might've tried to place them as a spotter, but they're really just a spectator. You have to have someone else be the spotter. And it doesn't mean, and it doesn't mean necessarily that you dislike them forever. Like I've learned that too. Maturity is like, you know what? You just wasn't assigned to be my spotter. It doesn't mean that I can't say what's up to you in the gym. I can't acknowledge the fact that you lifting and doing what you're doing. I can still celebrate if you're doing well, or you might come by like, yo man, that was a good lift, great. But if I'm about to lift this PR right now, nah, it's not going to be you as a spotter. I'm going to have to call somebody else. And at first it was hard because sometimes you want things for people more than they are willing or able to have the capacity to do for you. You just have to understand that and then move forward. And once I learned that, I was able to find a spotter that was like the best spotter ever. Like, And I found it only going through that adversity with, like we said, with resistance. And I was looking for that spotter and I couldn't find one. And then me having that that weight on my on my chest, and some dude came out nowhere and saved me. It was kind of like what happened with me now finding the spotter I have now. Like there was a weight on me for for a long time that I kept trying to bear myself. And this person was like, just he just came out and said, it "Was like, why are you trying to do it by yourself? I got you." And I was just like, "Where have you been all my life? You see me struggling with this weight." And it was like, mm-hmm. but they were there the whole time, or people like that were there the whole time but I was too busy asking someone else to be in that place that I never was given that person an opportunity to be in that space. So once I removed that person that was not doing the job and allowed that person that would do the job to be there, like you said, it was that weight lifted. It was like, man, this is great. You know, so I enjoyed this convo, man. Like, as always, when we get on, we kind of do what we do with it, you know, I definitely appreciate you jumping on with me on this episode. I'm definitely going to be listening to it over and over again. I'm pretty sure some things I've probably heard or you said, and I was like, oh, let me go back and listen to that again. Because I like, I enjoy listening to these uh, the podcasts because not only is it, like, I'm hoping that it's beneficial to someone else. A lot of these are also beneficial to myself. Like, I think you got to enjoy your own cooking, you know what I mean? So, um, once again, thank you for jumping on. Uh, before you jump off, just let people know where how can they can stay in contact with you if they're in your area where you are, where you are, um, they want to train with you, if you're taking on clients, or even just want to talk to you, get some some information from you. Uh, let them know where they can, uh, can get that information from. All right, yeah, again, uh, my name is Devon Barnes uh, with IMD Fitness. So uh, my Instagram account is i.m.d.fitness. Um, you can find me there or you can email me at imdfitness28 at gmail.com. Any one of these things will work if you want to reach out. Um, I do all different types of coaching and training, dietary, workout regimens, you name it. Also, I'm in San Antonio, Texas, if you're looking for a personal trainer. So I can definitely work with you guys there as well. All right. Thank you so much for jumping on. 
This has been another great episode of Tribe Talk. And uh, you guys be blessed. Have a wonderful day. And uh, stay fit, stay healthy, stay well. Be blessed. Peace out. Bye.